Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of P4 Pads. I'm super excited about today. I still have my best friend in studio. He's just about to leave for the States. So I really just wanted to have these conversations with him while he's still here. So introducing again, my best friend, Dolan. Hey, D. What's up? I'm good. Question before we actually dive into it what's on your mind right now what's on my mind yeah well today i had a very interesting conversation about family yeah and with my family and i think it's it's a little different now because the more you grow up the more they let you in on what's actually going on in your family so it's just like processing everything that's going on in my family especially since like the since the funeral and stuff like that yeah i totally dig that i remember in the last two years were the three years of my mom's life that's mm-hmm. when i just started knowing everything like family secrets, how she man. met my dad <laughs> where how what like she just started letting me um in on a lot of things that were going on do you mm-hmm. know what i mean um which brings me to to the path that i wanted to talk about today and that is a path of relationship Ooh, not only okay. romantic relationship but just relationship in general um like i said the last three years of my mom's life was when we actually had a relationship our our relation was very toxic in the beginning mm-hmm. because it was me being rebellious all the time you mm-hmm. know this you know just rebelling against her all the time and you know my dad was my favorite parent for like the longest so there's always that thing and the like you know that that we had we had a lot of friction growing up but in from 20 20 what she passed 2015 14 15 14 13 and a little bit of 12 mm-hmm. that's when we like just had like a proper like mother-daughter relationship where could she just tell me things that has been happening with her with her own marriage and and stuff like that so i think growing up or rather just seeing her i had whew, i don't know a one-dimensional view of marriage Oof. marriage has always been very toxic to me not toxic in the sense that it's bad like toxicity but toxic in the sense that i saw my mom accept things you shouldn't have accepted tolerated behaviors she wouldn't normally tolerate or she should or she just shouldn't you know what i mean Mm. and when i found out about what happened with her and my dad and marriages in my family i'm just like what out of this institution is really not for me because (laughs) clearly there's just a lot going on and i don't think i want to be a part of it because of that one dimensional view of it you see from from what I'm hearing, you had this this very very pessimistic view on marriage, which makes sense given yeah. the history. I was the opposite end of the spectrum. I was because of the way that my parents' marriage was. Mm-hmm. I was I was the the firm believer in in the the soulmate, the one that's made for you. Because yeah. like, if you saw my parents together, my parents had there's a lot of things that they that they were opposites in, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the way that they work together. It just made sense like so much sense that you couldn't see them with anyone else and like i was called the the idealist you know because i was always looking for that one perfect partner and that one perfect person yeah. it's just like you're not gonna find a perfect person like everyone was telling me this they burst my bubble you're not gonna find a perfect person it's it's you have to find someone whose ideals match up with yours and then you have to work on building that Absolutely. you know and everyone was like sit down and have an honest conversation with your parents about uh you know the early years and see if you still think they were perfect then so like um around the time last time i was here i sat down with both of my parents and i'm like 
Alright, let's talk the beginning. <laughs> let's talk the beginning. And don't give me any of that. Oh, oh, one I want hour, the raw information. You know what I mean? But what happened? But all that did was just reaffirm everything that is is my parents. Yeah. You know, like my dad. My dad, from the moment he saw my mom, he, he loves telling the story. From the moment he saw my mom, he was just like, "This woman's special. This is it." And she he was convinced. But yeah, my mother. My mother being the absolute woman of faith, and I love this aspect of her story. She's like, she understood that, and she told my dad one thing. Give me the time to pray. Hmm. And she took months praying while my dad was, 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 was courting her until she felt the conviction in her heart. Oh, my goodness. You see, that's why I'm an idealist. Like, I'm, the, I've romanticized the romance. It's the intentionality for me. I think that's, what, that's one thing that I've learned in the past two years mm -hmm. is that love and as much as we want to believe that love is just a thing that happens or a thing that you feel mm -hmm. i can attest to the fact that it's a choice mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like with aratwa and you because you're my best friends i chose to love you guys you know it was a decision that i made to commit to put in to put in the effort to to do anything and everything to make the relationship work work because i wanted that for myself and mm -hmm. you equally chose me mm -hmm. and that's the reason why the relationship existed in the first place right but it was a long time coming because relationships for me have always been very transactional mm -hmm. you know and i say transactional because i was always getting something, something and somebody it. is also getting, getting something, something out yeah. of it you know because that's just that's just how I used to just view things because of my my environment. You know what I mean? Like I remember my first boyfriend, um, and I liked him because of one thing: his surname. I thought his surname was the sexiest thing I've ever heard. I promise you, he was not good looking. He was a lot shorter <laughs> than me, but I, dude, it was his surname. I, I just I heard his. I can't say it now because people are gonna know who it is. Yeah. But I just heard the surname. I'm like, it's a king, Karteliti, and that was it. You know what I mean? That guy dated my best friend, Ravala Fum too. I didn't care. Well, I mean, I kind of did the same thing <laughs> after. But, you know, but it was me loving him regardless. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it didn't matter to me. So for me, that was my first kind of taste of unconditional love because there was nothing that he could ever do that I couldn't, could not love him for, right? But then growing up, I just realized, no, what out of this unconditional love thingy is very one-sided because here I was, showing this person love and they dated my best friend or they did this or they did that you know that means this love thing eh, eh. it's 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 one it's a one-way street so it became like that to me so now every single relation that i got into i'm like what am i gonna gain out of it like it became so logistical in my head one plus one is two mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with feelings or anything like that no i need to get something out of dolan because i know dolan is getting something out of me mm -hmm. so i don't know it's only just up until meeting aradwa mm -hmm. and and i say this to her all the time i said to her i never expected to fall in love with you mm. literally because all i wanted was just to just support her and just be the best colleague that she has, you know. And in between the matching outfits and the dates and me meeting her family, good in between all of those small little things, like we just found ourselves in a very peaceful and loving and happy friendship, you know. Um, same applies with what I have with all my other friends, including you. And then I realized what I what this love thing is I had a misconstrued thought about it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's just always been very, I take, somebody takes, takes. or I give somebody, you know, mm -hmm. it's just been an exchange. But you guys have just shown me, you really just don't 
have to do anything or be anything. People will just choose you because they choose you, mm -hmm. right? And then you come to the cultural aspect of it where they will tell you, no, Masadi has to tolerate certain behaviors. <laughs> you know, like I'm 27 and people look at me like, where's your kid? You know, where's your husband? Because when my mom was my age, she had a kid, she had a husband, she was working. And I'm like, what is your things? And I'm like, why is it so difficult for African women or rather young Botswana women to identify themselves outside of a relationship, you know? You see, I had a, I had an ex actually from here, but again, we won't say names because I know the lawsuit. But I had an ex when we first started dating, she asked me a question that it took me years to understand it yeah. because I was so confused. She was like, what are the conditions of your unconditional love? And I sat there and I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. And now, now that I'm on this side of things, I get what she's saying. She was like, the unconditionality of the love is, I'm going to love you, shop. But the conditions that come with that are A, B, C, and D, meaning the things that I expect from this love are these. Those are the conditions of the unconditional love. The love won't change, but it can grow depending on, on the conditions that you meet of this unconditional love. You see, at that time, it was her way of trying to tell me that I wasn't meeting her conditions of her, of her unconditional love. The love was there. Regardless she loved of the fact me. that she loved you, yeah. She loved me, but what were the conditions that came with that that I wasn't meeting? You see, oh and I say that because I had to get to a point where I learned love languages. And I had to learn it, not just for the romantic aspect of things, but I had to look at it for myself. How am I loving me, you know? And then I, from that aspect, it went to how am I loving God? And from that is like, how am I loving my family, man? Like, you know what I mean? I literally just posted a status just a few minutes ago and said, internal love attracts external love, yeah. you know? This, it's one thing that I've just come to realize that the more I started loving myself and loving and, and trying to love God the way that he deserves to be loved, because we really are, we do fall short of his mm. glory every single day. Yeah. But the more I understand his love for me and the more love I have for myself, regardless of my mistakes and regardless of my past, this external love that I'm reflecting, sometimes it's a little bit over, overwhelming, like that person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because like he literally made a decision to say, I choose you. Mm. And... I choose you and I choose you and I choose you and period. I was mm -hmm. looking for conditions like mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Why are you saying that? He's like, do I, I just choose you like period, you know, and he, it brought me back to just how, what truly love is because God chose us regardless of the fact that we don't worship him mm -hmm. or we don't pray. Or we have other religions or we cheat on him with our idols. It doesn't change the fact that he still chooses his people. Yeah. And for me, I think I'm glad that things that happened happened for me to reach the point where I'm like, but you know what? Love is unconditional. Mm -hmm. We can't keep putting criterias to love and expecting relationships to adhere to some kind of standards. Like it makes absolute no sense to put love on, on that kind of pedestal to say, for you to reach it, you need to do one, two, three, four. I mean, when you think about the first relationship in the Bible, Adam and Eve, Adam didn't literally didn't need to do anything. Eve literally didn't need to do anything, right? But before the person, Adam had the place, was placed, Adam had a purpose, God's plan was there, and his promise. And that's where the person came, mm -hmm. right? So I remember having conversations with God. I'm like, but God, why wasn't my relationships working or anything like that? Like, mm -hmm. what, 
what was what what was happening and he said to me it's because every single time you found somebody you found somebody who either had a place had a plan had a promise but there was just something missing there was there wasn't altogether there was there was like there's something missing like you would have somebody with a place and a plan and no promise from god so when you come into the picture you try to help somebody who doesn't have a promise it does not make sense here's my question with that though yeah and this is this is from being around relationships and, and bots which i'll tell yeah. you right now here, like hey, it's very very toxic Thank dating God. environment I'm here because I'm not here yo, anymore. <laughs> yo, I, I've I've yeah. been here for a couple of months, and like the things my friends have gone through, it's crazy. like it even breaks my heart. But like, it's one of those aspects, and and this is especially expected of 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 the women, mm. of, of and that's the cultural connotation of it. But you're not gonna find a, a complete man. You know what I mean? You have to stand by him as he's going through all these phases and yeah. all these changes and everything like that. How do you feel about that pressure? Because can I, I can tell you what it looks like from the guy's perspective as mm-hmm. well. From the guy's perspective, and I've had a, this conversation with a lot of my friends where they're like, can I, dude, I was dating this girl, if this is your person just like no he was gd6 he has his own company blah blah you know what i mean and and they they reduce the the relationship aspect of it to 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 that very very antiquated notion of i must be the provider yeah because you know that like i must be the provider like that's something that's drilled in us culturally you know even if your wife chooses not to have a job you still must be able to provide for the family structure of things and that's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure that if you look at the country and its current climate that it is especially job wise Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these guys who are raised with this mentality the jobs aren't there they're not making the money that they want and they feel that the women that they actually want are unattainable because of it and they start they start acting out it's the ones who once they do get in a relationship they're very insecure like you cannot make more money than him because if you make more money than, than him ask him no more relationship and you know he starts trying to be controlling of you because guess what he can't control the money okay yep. and it'll force into situations that you that you want i've seen it so so vividly there's a there's a friend of mine the, these couple it's a couple and she makes substantially more money than him yeah and he throws the biggest tamper tantrums and we asked him one time as his, as his friends well like, ah, dog is your family not provided for is that not what it's real, realistically about like all these holidays you want to take your kids are in private schools go you guys are you're what's the you issue know, <laughs> the hashtag couple goals exactly. on social media but behind closed doors you're you're unhappy because because she makes more money than you and i realized oh, it's an expectation that society placed on him culturally but he also placed on himself and yeah i know he's he's projecting the failures that he feels as a man onto his relationship adding another burden momosadi i you know what i really I, i i wish i wish we had more time to really dive into it and speak about it because i think there's just so much that needs to be spoken especially about relationships from a man perspective you know what i mean but now what i can conclude by saying is that society has just 
made men and women compete against each other instead of men and women being a team you know mm -hmm. we have our ego you guys have our oh, pride you know absolutely. what i mean but it's not me against the man it's me and the man against our ego and pride you know but society has made made us women feel like no but you can stand up and be woman you can be independent you can do whatnot that's fine but don't take away the role of a man away from him just because of what society says, I still expect my my man to provide and profess his love for me and protect me, you know. And in and in return, I know my role as well to to support, to to be there for him, to be his helper, you know. So once he understand that, and for me, it's from from a faith perspective because I'm a woman of faith, and and God tells me vividly that you respect your man and you submit to my, my to my man, and there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with playing your role as a woman. It doesn't take away from your independence it doesn't take away from your individuality so please remember that it's your man and you against your egos and your prize and your issues and these societal pressures you know so in conclusion i really wish we had more time to dive into this because it's just like i said there's so much to be to be said but for relationships to really really work what i've come to understand is that you have to choose your partner every day choose your partner choose to love them choose to communicate you choose your partner every single day in as much as i've chosen my friends and as much as i i chose i choose to put my energy into my work you choose your partner and that is how relationships would work you're always going to find ups and downs i mean we live in a fractured creation you're always going to find something to to you know to argue about or anything yeah. but love is unconditional and it surpasses all mistakes and it surpasses all obstacles and it truly truly does conquer all but you have to choose it and i promise you internal love will attract external love so love yourself and you'll see the love that you desire reflect back to you so for me and my best friend d that is all today on the episode of p for path see you next week